Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Paul Douglas with you. Jordana here in spirit. She's at the Mayo Clinic. We'll get updates from her when we can. We're, we're trying to leave her alone and uh, get better in a hurry. Next week, she has her bone marrow transplant. DJ is here today. Hey, DJ, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay, I think Paul. the show's going well so far. I, yeah, you know, we haven't messed anything up. I haven't pressed any wrong buttons yet, so <laughs> all is well. Yeah. You told me earlier that you uh, uh, got your boat out today for the first time. That's an exciting sign hey. of spring. We have a little Malibu ski boat. It's one of those wakeboard boats, mm-hmm. oh. and um, we've had it for 16 years. It's been a great boat, and one of the highlights of my spring is when I go to the marina mm-hmm. and and pick it up and take it back to the dock. And uh, this morning, the sun was out. The winds were light. There was nobody on the lake. Uh, it just reminded me, this, this is why we stay. Um, well, we stay for a lot of reasons, but I don't take the lakes for granted. I don't take boating for granted. I say it ad nauseum because I mean it. We live in a resort, and sometimes we lose sight of that. Spend a few days in Chicago or New York or L.A., and um, I don't know. I just keep coming back to Minnesota to take a deep breath and go, ah, it's just easier here. I, I hope and you got that boat covered I, the weatherman just said there might be hail this evening i don't want you to get you, hail damage on your boat the first you, time is that true? are you watching channel four <laughs> are you watching chris who are you watching now getting a second opinion i don't blame you <laughs> oh man um hey look doppler radar is terrific and i'm seeing all kinds of uh fancy colors yellows and reds Ooh. Now over Hennepin County, and uh, just know that these storms are sprouting right over the metro. No watches, no warnings, not yet, but it's ripe, and uh, things could get lively uh, later on today. In fact, maybe within the next hour or so, I, I expect some of these storms to turn severe. I was at the Twin Cities Auto Show yesterday, uh, stopped by the fairgrounds. And I had a great time, met some people, talked about my electrical driving experiences. And people, are, I think a lot of people are curious. Some people are skeptical. Uh, but people are, you know, at least considering it. I think if gas was two bucks a gallon, maybe not as much. But, you know, people are saying, well, maybe, maybe it's time. We have two vehicles. Maybe one of them should be an EV. The other can be gas-powered for the longer road trips. But, um I uh, I got some fair food and Ooh. got got back home. I I indulged. Wow. Okay. And uh, 
That's kind of fun. You're kind of like cheating the system, getting fair food a little early. Well, I bet that was great. Getting a jump. Okay. Getting a jump. One of the benefits of having it out of the state fairgrounds. And I don't know. I um, I got home and got pretty sick. Oh. Um, yeah. Care to expound? The bathroom, the bathroom became a crime scene. It, oh, it no. was. <laughs> ah, look at the time. We better go here. It was. It was pretty. And I'll spare you the details. Thank you. But Tasted really good going down. <laughs> but I, what are you up to? Did you go get out this morning while the sun was shining? Just think you're going to have 12 days of that issue. You know, do I eat the fair food or not later in August? I did go outside. I went on a bike ride with, uh, you know, we got the bike trailer. So um, put the kids in there and did a, a stroll around our lake near our house this morning. And it was nice. very pleasant. It's one of those days where you, you don't even think about it. You just... Shortened t-shirts, you go outside, it's not hot, it's not warm, it's just great. So we did that this morning, and it was really nice, and, and uh, it's a good time of year, especially with little kids that can just muck around outside without a care in the, care in the world. Yeah, I agree. Got the um, We got the boat on the on the lift, and we have somebody else put the, uh, the dock in and the lift in, yeah. but we put the canopy on, and we stand on the boat, to be able to put on the canopy and fasten it in place mm-hmm. so the wild winds don't rip it off. And this year, I think for the first time ever, because the water levels are up so high, Minnetonka's up a foot. Most area lakes are up at least a foot. Um, some lakes are up quite a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Mille Lacs is up a foot and a half. Wow. Upper and lower Red Lake are up two feet. Lake of the Woods is three to four feet higher than it was 60 days ago. Um, So, yeah, a lot of water, two to three times the normal amount of water in the last 60 days Mm -hmm. up north and running above average now in the metro. But for the first time, we got the canopy on Mm -hmm. without cursing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's a gong show. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, man try to get that on you said but, it's a uh, it's a wakeboarding boat right yeah it's a 21 foot malibu and are you a good not, are you a good wakeboarder can you get up behind it uh i've done it in years past and uh it usually ends painfully <laughs> i think wakeboarding is for younger people <laughs> with more pliable bones so you stick but, to this uh, you stick to the skiing you can water ski though I, I, we don't water ski. We nope. just we just take it. We we oh. take it out. Just go for a little cruise. Yeah, all right. Get lost on the lake. Yeah. So now you don't want to see me water skiing. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> the paramedics would show up. It would be. It would be. <laughs> it'd be a a bad viral video. Hey, uh, what's happening in Ukraine? Our dear friend Joe Lindsley is going to give us an update from Ukraine live. When we come back on CCO. So, welcome back to the show. Hope your Thursday is going well. Hope you're not driving around Maple Grove in a convertible right now. Which case you may be having some second thoughts. Uh, One inch hail. Estimated. And that's usually the threshold for a severe storm warning. The National Weather Service issues the warnings. Not the meteorologists. Uh, the local TV or radio meteorologists, it's the folks at the National Weather Service in Chanhassen. One inch, quarter size, that's usually the tip-off. But again, uh, no warning yet. But this thing could be severe here 
at any time. So uh, Hennepin County, southern Anoka County, a lot of rain, some hail, a borderline severe uh, time to batten down the hatches. And again, another crazy spring for farmers. I'm, you know, I'm relieved we have water in our lakes. The drought is over. That's the headline. God willing, we won't be tossing around the D word this summer. But uh, farmers, plenty of soil moisture, but just getting out of the fields has been a bit of a challenge in recent weeks between the wind and the rain and and the severe storms last week. Kurt Burns, uh, kind enough to join us. Uh, Kurt, welcome back to the show. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. And by the way, Kurt's joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Remind listeners where you farm, Kurt. We farm in western Sibley County, about 75 miles west of the Twin Cities. And how is it going so far this spring? Put things into context. Are you a couple of weeks behind? I would say right now, Paul, we usually try to get into the fields by the last week of April, first week of May. So, yeah, I would say we're a good three weeks behind schedule. Um, I uh, have friends and and clients that haven't turned a wheel yet in Candy, Ohio County, uh, Western Renville County. I have a niece that farms out in Clarkfield, Minnesota, out by Montevideo, that hasn't uh, turned a wheel yet. So Western Minnesota, um, Southern Minnesota is really wet and struggling to get the crop in the ground. So what is that going to mean, late planting, is it going to be a late later harvest? Does this impact the yields? Do we know? Yeah, Paul, it it, it is. And and the thing of it is, uh, we have a short growing season. The northern corn belt, we don't know when that frost date is going to happen. So uh, the planting dates right now, after the 20th of May, really drop on yield potential in corn and in sugar beets. Soybeans, you still got some time yet uh, for for some really good yield potential in soybeans. But for corn and sugar beets right now, spring wheat, uh, we definitely need to have that in the ground right now, and it's not happening in a lot of counties and townships. And so, uh, and and we're, the planters that are running, um, we have not good soil conditions. We're, we're mudding the crop in. And so if it would get hot and dry this summer, uh, that is not good for root development. So we definitely have... a a real crop issue right now for yield potential. Are you seeing that? Is it a trend or a fluke? I mean, the data seems to suggest that springs are trending wetter in Minnesota. Not every spring, but more times than not, springs are often wetter. Are you seeing that in your fields? Yeah, Paul, I have a very good memory that my parents blessed me with, and I would say the last uh, 15 years, uh, it's definitely been trending that way. Uh, 2020 and 2021 were drier springs, and that was great uh, for us to get our planting done on time. And I know we had to deal with a drought last year, but everything's about timing and getting your work done. And when we have a drier spring, things just go much better. We have better root development in our soils. Uh, we don't compact our soils very much, and so we have a good yield potential right out of the start. And and then the rest of the growing season depends upon how much rain we get and, and so forth. But when we mud the crop in or can't get it done or can't get it planted, that's no good for any of us right now. I think, Kurt, there's a perception that 
technology will save us, right? That, you know, be- between the different, the new yields of, of, uh, of, of crops, the new seeds that are a little more drought and flood tolerant, uh, some of the new machinery. Can we engineer our way out of this? Or, I mean, when we have a, a really wet spring like this, you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, Paul, you can't engineer yourself out of this. You need sunshine and warm temperatures. And I read your blog a couple of weeks ago about uh, it seemed like it had been March 54th, I think it was, or something like you yeah. said that. And, and that's what we have right now. It seems like it's mid-April for the last two months. And we needed the warm sunshine in that mid to late part of April to warm these soils up. And we never got that to to get good soil conditions to plant our crop and to dry some things out from the moisture we received last fall to help uh, break the drought that we had last year. But we just never got the temperatures and the sunshine. And we've been so cloudy and cool for the last six weeks that we just haven't had any good drying weather to get these soils in good condition. Good grief. I guess, I don't know if this is a silver lining, correct me if I'm wrong, but with all the instability, and that's putting it mildly, in Ukraine with a war and, you know, questions about whether Ukraine will be able to export any wheat of substance this year, uh, it seems like prices for commodities, including wheat and corn, are much higher than they were last year. So if you can get a crop in the ground, you know, farmers might still be able to salvage pretty decent prices when it comes to harvest time. Is is that overly optimistic, Kurt? No, that is correct, Paul. If we can get it planted, and, and again, with crop insurance, uh, if you don't get your crop planted and you have to take what they call prevent planting, you only get 55% of that uh, uh, of that gross dollars that you have insured. And so right now with the commodity prices the way they are, the farmers want to plant the crop, but they don't want to take prevent planting. They they know that uh, the soybean and corn price and the wheat price is very good. So even if we take a, a cut in yield because of late planting or mudding our crop in, the bushel, the price per bushel is still really good. So we want to plant the crop right now. Whatever date it is, we want to plant it. Well, I wish you the very best. I wish I had some control over this. Actually, I'm happy I don't have any control. I get enough grief just trying to predict it, Kurt. But uh, I, I sympathize, I empathize, and I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping against hope that maybe we can uh, get some drier weather in here beginning next week. Kurt Burns out in Sibley County. Thank you for the update. I wish you, I wish all farmers the very best, and we'll we'll hope for drier, warmer days ahead, my friend. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Paul. You bet. When we come back, uh, the one and only Joe Lindsley, Lviv Labs, live from Ukraine with an update. Next. A little bit of Genesis there to brighten up your Thursday afternoon. We hope you'll stay with us because uh, joining us is our dear friend Joe Lindsley from Lviv Labs in Lviv, Ukraine. Joe, welcome back. So so happy to see your smiling face. I don't know if it's a smile or a grimace, but uh, you're getting through this. Welcome back. Yeah, it's a smile. And, you know, actually, for those who are watching online, you can see I'm wearing the traditional Ukrainian embroidery called Veshivanka. Today was a holiday in Ukraine, Veshivanka Day. Uh, Ukrainians love holidays, and they have a holiday dedicated to their national traditional garb. And yesterday I was wondering if Ukrainians would – actually celebrate today 
And I think I should not have wondered. Of course they did. And uh, today, to all the streets of Lviv and throughout this country, uh, including President Zelensky in Kiev, uh, people were wearing the colorful traditional garments uh, of this country. And there was music everywhere in the streets. And I realized that um, Ukrainians, I saw this during my time here during the pandemic, Ukrainians are not, they're really not afraid. They're not afraid of death and they embrace life. Uh, you know, if you're going to fight for life, you have to live, I think is the Ukrainian uh, mentality. Uh, they ha- also have this saying in this region, Vasco Jeta Skoda Smert, uh, life is difficult, but death is a pity. So live well. And I really felt that today on this holiday. Wow. It was a beautiful, vibrant day, uh, celebratory in time of war. And then that day was punctuated just a few moments ago. We had an air raid alarm. Uh, the last time I mean, we, we had... We had two air raid alarms on Sunday and a Monday when we heard explosions immediately as those alarms ended. Uh, the loudest explosions we've heard in Lviv. Uh, my building shook uh, and uh, the air defense seemed to work largely those days, but the since did hit some on the edge of the city between here and Poland. Uh, just now, in this alarm, it was extremely short and I was just outside uh, a few moments before connecting with you, Paul. And we were watching strange things in the sky. We saw a flash of light. Uh, we saw some some lights moving uh, very high. It's seemingly high in the sky. Uh, no sound of explosion. We don't know what happened. But now the alarm is over. I, uh, I'm in awe of, of the people of Ukraine. And um, just the fact that they're, they're trying to maintain some sense of normalcy in a war zone, and I, I find that inspiring, and I think a lot of Americans share that sentiment. Um, Joe, I couldn't help but notice the U.S. Embassy reopening in Kiev. Uh, obviously, things not anywhere near normal, but what what I'm curious about, the basics of life, which food, water, are people going to their jobs as usual, Internet, are there outages? Uh, talk a little bit about a typical day. And and again, you are in western Ukraine. The conditions get worse, it seems, the farther east you go, closer to Russia, uh, where much of the uh, the fighting is taking place. But tell us about an average day and, and the sense right now when it comes to morale, too. It, it seems like Ukraine has the upper hand. Uh, Russia in many respects, a paper tiger, um, and God willing, they, they won't resort to chemical or biological weapons. But I'm just curious, how are things going day to day? And uh, are people resuming sort of a normal schedule, a normal routine? Well, first, I'll say, you know, uh, in certain places of Ukraine, the day to day is not even possible now. And uh, the city of Mariupol, which there still are a few uh, Azov fighters, Ukrainian fighters in that steel factory on the on the sea. Uh, but the rest of the city has completely fallen into Russian hands. And today I looked at pictures of that city in 2019 on May 19th, the, this national holiday where people dress in the traditional garb and they celebrate. And it was such, a, such beautiful photographs of that lovely city on the sea. And now you look at the photographs and it's totally in ruins. The city of Kherson, uh, uh, also in, in the same region, uh, Ukrainian partisans, you know, that's completely occupied by, by, by Russia. In fact, the fake government now that's taken over that city has applied for membership in the Russian Federation, and Ukrainian partisans are 
sneakily attacking uh, the Russian police in the city. But but they live in a, they live in a World War II style occupation. Uh, so some places are undergoing immense suffering. Um, in Kharkiv, uh, twenty Ukraine's second largest city, very near the Russian border in the east, uh, people are starting to come back because the Ukrainian army has pushed away the Russians. Uh, in fact, I, I heard reports from Ukra- people crossing the border today that there were more Ukrainians coming in than leaving. So that's a great sign. But at the same time, we know that the, the southern coast is very troubled and the cities of Odessa, uh, Zeporizhia, and Dnipro are fearing the next steps of the Russians. Uh, but meanwhile, here in Lviv, yeah, it's, it, it's strange. I mean, as I said today, there, I heard an orchestra playing in the park today. Um, and so in one way, it's very normal, but everyone was singing patriotic songs. So at the same time, you realize everyone is focused. Uh, the, 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 the main supply difficulty for, for normal life here is fuel. Uh, I was supposed to be on the way to, through a trip through the country today, but we had to get fuel from Poland, and we're still waiting for that shipment. Uh, so there is a fuel shortage at the moment. Uh, but when it comes to food and everything else, Western Ukraine, Kiev, are okay, uh, but the, the areas near the front lines are suffering, and that's the mission of everyone here is to, is to supply them with what they need. Joe, what do you need? What do the people of Ukraine need most right now? How how can we step up and help? Well, for one one of our our, our biggest upcoming needs, uh, as we've been like, and for, with our team at Ukrainian Freedom News, uh, we've been working to supply units of soldiers uh, and hospitals around the country. And now, as the weather warms up. There's a need for uh, summer tactical shoes. So we have we actually have a Ukrainian manufacturer here, which is great. We can support Ukrainian businesses. And uh, we're, we're, so that's one of our main missions now is to get tactical shoes. There's an ongoing need for helmets and bulletproof vests, uh, which despite – and this is one thing that we're, we're working to investigate. But we hear of all of the money coming in from the West, uh, but still there are guys going to fight that don't have basic protective gear. Uh, and and and, and – also, we're seeing uh, uh, m- uh, military-grade first aid kits are getting held up in Polish customs, and and and, and, and you know this, this is not even defensive gear; it's it's first aid kits. Uh, this has been a major frustration uh, to get these first aid kits. It's really inexplicable, Paul. And uh, so we're trying to cobble together. We we found some good sources in some other countries, which I won't mention because it might jeopardize uh, uh, these sources. Uh, but just to get. First aid kits that have the you know if you get shot the chest seal you, you can have to 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 try to survive um, has been very difficult to to obtain. Uh, but uh, so and we, we we've had a sort of a small band of donors that have helped us and and uh, and, and this is what I think Ukrainian democracy is small groups of people working together to help everyone they know uh, who's fighting at the front. Uh, but I, I think that the, the, at a very basic level it's the, that the world continues to pay attention. Uh, and I think that, you know, we're not for your show and for social media. Uh, I, I think this would be, uh, un- this conflict would be very difficult for people to understand in America. But what we've seen is that people realize this is a free, uh, a free, happy, prosperous nation uh, that, that Putin is trying to erase. And, and, and that's the thing that, that's the first thing is that as long as the world keeps supporting the idea of Ukraine uh, and, 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 and maybe recognizes that Ukraine is, it's fighting, and Ukrainians keep telling me this. They believe they are fighting the world, the, the, the war that the world doesn't want to fight. And we see this now with Sweden and Finland scrambling to get in NATO because they too are terrified of Russia. Yeah. Well, it's 
It's a fight for freedom. It's a fight for democracy. I think something most Americans can understand. A fight for the rule of law, not the law of the jungle. And uh, we are with you, and we will do our small part on CCO to continue to bring your story of, of hope and resolve uh, to our listeners. Joe Lindsley, uh, Lviv Labs, thank you for everything you do. Be safe and, and give our best wishes to all your colleagues. Hang in there, my friend. Paul, thank you, and give my best to Jordana as well. I sure will. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back. We've got severe storms now in the Metro. Details coming up next. Yeah, welcome to the boomtown. The boomtown of hail. Hail and high water. Good grief. Uh, we're tracking some big hailstorms right now. Thank you to the uh, the folks that are texting in. You, uh, we want to hear what's happening where you live. Please don't be shy about sharing what you're seeing. 651-461-9226 is the text line. 651-461-9226. Doppler radar is great. But we need ground truth. We need observations from uh, the public, from storm spotters, golf ball-sized hail up in Fridley, marble-sized hail in Andover, uh, big hail in Minnetonka, um, to P. Diddy, living in Elk River. The sun is out fantastic right now. Must have missed the bad storm. Good show so far. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, DJ, uh, did it look like the end of the world? You got a lot of hail, huh? Yeah, we sure did. I'm sitting downtown here, and as you were talking to Joe Lindsley, all of a sudden I looked outside, and it, it looked like a winter day with white falling from the sky. What? And, yeah, we had steady, heavy, not huge. You know, it was maybe only quarter size at most, but uh, steady hail for maybe five to seven minutes here downtown. The sidewalks were white. There was, like... Um, rain flowing through the gutters with floating hail on top of it going through the streets here in downtown so uh it came through pretty quick but it was uh quite shocking hey and and the hail that hit minneapolis proper was one inch to maybe one and a half inch yeah this cell is getting stronger and again i'm still seeing three inch diameter hail east metro moving towards hudson and stillwater Batten down the hatches, take cover. We'll keep you posted on your weather station. News Talk 830, WCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 